Hello everybody and welcome to the Australian Seller Podcast. My name is Chris Thomas and I'll be your host and this is the show where we talk about all things Amazon and e-commerce, whether it be private label, wholesale, dropshipping and how you can generate a recurring income either on the side or as a full-time gig. G'day, g'day everybody. Great to have your company again this week. Uh, the fourth Amazon Collective Mastermind is being held in March on the 22nd, the 23rd and the 24th of 2024. Uh, this time in the Blue Mountains in New South Wales, and it's being sponsored by multi-currency solutions provider, WellFirst, and Australian e-commerce accountants, who I use, Intrepid Advisory. They're awesome. So to join us, Fee Suter, and international VIP guests, including Paul Harvey, head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash collective to learn more and to apply. Now, this week, I chat to a professional makeup artist, Jacqueline, who's made up thousands of celebrities, such as Russell Crowe, Jessica Biel, Jack Black, just to name a few. Jacqueline tells her story of juggling her professional makeup artist career and selling on Amazon since 2012. She's done things a lot differently to most Amazon sellers do, including sourcing from China and getting fired by four different suppliers because she was too fussy, she said. Uh, She sourced from Japan, the United States and Germany, as well as using Facebook ads to drive traffic to her website before on-sending to her Amazon listings. She's got an amazing story, well worth a listen. Now, don't forget to join my Facebook group. Just head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Facebook. I'm still offering private coaching because I love it. So please head over to theaustralianseller.com forward slash Chris to book an hour session with me and make sure you're heading in the right direction. And if you own or work for a consumer products brand and need help running or setting up your Amazon business, feel free to get in touch with me. I've got an agency. It's called Amosphere, A-M-A-S-P-H-E-R-E.com.au and we're an official Amazon service provider. Let's get on with today's show with Jacqueline. Back to another episode of the Australian Cell Podcast, and today I'm thrilled to welcome to the microphone Jacqueline. Jacqueline, how are you? Great. How are you going? Very well, thank you. Sorry, I stumbled over the intro a little bit there. Um, hey, we met at an event uh, a couple of weeks ago, didn't we, in Melbourne? That was for a meetup. Yeah, yes. that was awesome. And uh, yeah, it was really good to meet you and and got a glimpse of your story. And, I, and I, of course, I had to invite you onto the show. Tell us about you. Give us a quick intro. Uh, Sure, I'll try and make it quick. Um, Basically, um, I have always loved business. I've got a history of um, co-owning businesses, helping friends get their businesses off the ground. And um, but mostly I've been a makeup artist for television. So for nearly three decades, I've been um, yeah makeup artist. I've made up thousands upon thousands of celebrities, um, Hollywood stars, um, all the major networks. And yeah, so and I think my Business knowledge, particularly marketing knowledge, helped me um, become probably one of the most successful makeup artists in Australia. Wow. And so that's sort of where that started. Um, I didn't know a single thing about e-com and I wrongly assumed e-com or Amazon was the same as brick and mortar type businesses and I thought the same principles would apply and I was so wrong. Um, (laughs) And, um, yeah, so then... um, I don't know how far through you want me to get into this, but basically uh, I knew so much about makeup and brushes and things like that. And my clients started asking me uh, what brushes they should buy and um, makeup art, doing brush, doing um, makeup on someone else is entirely different to doing makeup on self. So I, uh, I couldn't give them an answer as to where they could get this particular type of products. So I created them. 
and that's where that story starts. And that, that brand, so you created your own brand around makeup, brushes and things like that, yeah? Correct, yeah. Fabulous. And then, so I did, um, I did the, the, one of the very early iterations of Amazing Selling Machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had actually already started sourcing my product before doing the course. So I didn't, I didn't um, go through their criteria for um, choosing a product or creating a product because I'd already started. Yeah. And yeah, and which was a good thing and a bad thing. Um, <laughs> it meant I <laughs> had done everything kind of wrong and floundered around quite a bit, but that also was a bit of a blessing in disguise because it set my product apart very much so and really differentiated my product from, from yeah everything else that was on Amazon. Were you sort Great. of thinking though when you first started to get into e-commerce that you were just going to play in Australia or when ASM came along that gave you the decision to go into Amazon in the US? I, I don't think I really I don't think I really thought that far through. I mm-hmm. was really just creating something for my customers and my clients and yeah. I thought I don't know I thought it magically would just sell I don't I don't know what I was thinking and then um <laughs> and then when I when I joined ASM um then I really started to learn a lot more about the selling side of things Amazon and back then Amazon was very unheard of like really no one knew it as a business model uh no when I not started. here in Australia no no, no. Yeah. an interesting thing too back then was that Amazon didn't even have any advertising, right? So there was no sponsored advertising within the platform. I don't think that even started until what, late 2014 or maybe even 2015 before. Something like that. Yeah. Right, yeah. And when it it did start, it was very basic. It was extremely basic. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And and, and really most of the products on Amazon at that that stage were really kind of cheap and nasty, Mm. you know, drop dropshipping style yeah it was, yeah, it was my, my much, product much easier and um yeah what was i going to say yeah i mean like any any kind of new platform when advertising begins it's often really cheap to start with but now it's quite matured well it has matured and it's a lot more expensive now i think so um yeah, yeah amazon makes a lot of money from advertising right um, pretty big revenue income stream for them i can't remember exactly what it is but i reckon it's close to like 10 or 15 billion dollars or something crazy wow that's wow massive. that's that, yeah. that's amazing it doesn't surprise me but um even though it was a lot cheaper then i mm. lost a lot of money on on um pay-per-click because mm. my product was so different and not designed for the way amazon was back then you know now you can get quality products on amazon but back then it was not designed for my my, my products are quite high end and uh, Amazon's model was not at all designed for that. Uh, so I really had to, um, I lost a lot of money because the pay-per-click didn't work for my kind of product and my brand. Yeah. 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 So you've been selling since 2012. Um, mm-hmm. Is that, or did you do the course in, back in 2012? Um, well, yeah. So I, I'd already sourced my products um, or the, the first one anyway, and mm. sort of did the course concurrently to that. And um, and then pretty much, yeah, was starting to sell, you know, yeah, about yeah. then, yeah. Okay, yeah. and then straight into FBA yeah. and off to the races we went. Correct, yes, and uh, <laughs> straight happened? into straight into crickets. And <laughs> uh. <laughs> I was, <laughs> um, oh my gosh! Uh, so, uh, so it was like, as I said, I didn't work to the original criteria of ASM. Mm-hmm. 
And I had, it, it was so disheartening because I had all these people around me um, that were doing thousands upon thousands of dollars of sales. And, you know, back then there was the ASM Facebook feed and I was just, you know, scrolling through this feed of say, oh, just just did 250,000 this month. Oh, just did 150,000, just did 500. I was scrolling through this feed. Couldn't, be, you know, couldn't yeah. believe what I was seeing. And then, um, uh, and then my product being so different to, to everyone else's, it just fell on its head. And every time I was trying to follow the, um, the techniques or the tactics that worked for other businesses, yeah. mine just kept, um, it, it, it was, just wasn't doing anything. And, you know, I'd lose more money on PPC and I, it just wasn't doing anything. So um, I then just decided to really trust myself and really trust, okay, if a customer came in, if I had a, a physical store and the yeah. customer came into my store, what would I want them to know? What would I, what would they need to, um, what information would they need to make a buying decision? Yeah. And really just completely took myself out of all the tactics and all the noise and everything that I was hearing about and um, really started focusing, this is a real business. If this was a brick and mortar business, like what would I be doing? And that completely changed um, my business. That completely okay. changed my business. So yeah. are we talking then a change to the images, a change to the copy of the listing page? Is that what you did just to get um, Yeah, so um, my images were already great. Being in the being in the industry that I'm in, I was able had access to, you know, incredible photographers. <laughs> Anyone who saw my images was like, wow. Um, definitely the copy and the messaging, absolutely. And also the service, Um to the customers, and um, and also the help, um, the after sales service. Um, and um, yeah, so that that was really the, the major thing, like what I had to communicate, um, why this was different, how to use it, um, and really differentiating why my product. My, I mean, at the time, um, makeup brushes were just cheap, nasty. Yeah. You know, and none of them came in a box at that time. Now, all over the world, they come in a box. So, I, I mine was the first that came in a box. And I really um, like the branding and the um, having your branding really represent what the product is. So, my yeah. product is extremely high end, it's extremely um, uh, high quality, professional. very professional. It's, it's makeup, it's pro makeup artist standard. Yeah. And um, I needed the branding to communicate that. And so as soon as um, the, you know, person got it, they, they realised it was like a gift. It was like, wow, you know. And, um, and the after-sales service re re reflect that as well. And um, awesome. backed up by the results that they get from the product. Fantastic. Mm. So did you go all in on this product when you first shipped into Amazon or did you just send a little bit in first and then see if you could sell some and then, you know, what, mm. how did you sort um, of, do you remember how much... Well, uh, I think I can't fully remember to be honest. Um, I probably, <laughs> I probably sent, I probably sent as many as I could get into some boxes. So I probably yep. sent um, two or three boxes or something like that. And um, yeah, yeah. And and this was all being sourced out of China, yeah. Uh, at first, it was China. Yeah, I yep. later moved to Japan and Germany and and Italy and various things, um, US. So I actually now get very little done in China. 
Um, yeah. But um, I ended up going to China. So uh, actually, I <laughs> I got fired from about four different um, factories. <laughs> they fired me. <laughs> wow. And <laughs> because I've heard um, that happened before. Yeah, because I was too fussy and. Um, you know, it was amazing because going there was probably one of the best things I ever did. It there were, so we went there, met with factories, um, thought I had everything sorted, thought they understood exactly what I wanted. And oh, I was like, oh, wow, this is finally going to happen. Got back to Australia and that factory fired me. Oh. <laughs> and so that was like the, the third or fourth factory that had fired me by that stage. Um, but what happened from that is going there, I really um, completely understood what I was now dealing with. Mm-hmm. And it meant that from here, it, it completely changed the way that I communicated what I needed. Um, and it was probably one of the best uh, pivotal uh, things that happened in the business was yeah. um, going there and seeing. And then I really understood. I mean, I was sending them pages and pages of specs and you yeah. know, thinking that they were understanding what on earth I was talking about. They had no idea what I was talking about before that. <laughs> <laughs> and that, so and now, I, now I teach people how to deal with China and I always get what I want and, I, and, and they they love servicing me. Um, it's complete opposite now. Yeah, yeah. So you haven't been fired since? No, I haven't been fired. That's fantastic. What a relief. So what about sourcing in <laughs> Japan? I've only ever done that once for like a squishy toy that I wholesaled on Amazon for a while. Right. Um, I've never been to Japan. I'd love to go one day. But did you go there? Did you? How did that happen? No, no. Uh, I just um, Japan was one of the hardest because there didn't seem to be the same amount of um, translation. The easy it wasn't as easy getting translation, and um, but I managed and just kept on emailing uh, various different manufacturers, and um, yeah, and then finally got a hold of a couple of people, and yeah, and then. Started yeah, same, same, yeah, same principles. I always treat them with a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really clear what I want and, yeah, that's good. Mm. Excellent. What about, uh, so then you've got Germany as well. Now, are you, is this the same product that you're just getting manufactured in a different country or is, is this going to a different country to get another product that you've added to the range? Um, no, so my, my original product luckily was quite a winner in the end anyway. I had definitely had quality problems in the beginning uh and um then uh then my customers have really driven what my next product uh-huh. is like i'm not at all a spreadsheets person i don't think i've seen a, a single time you know pulled out a spreadsheet for any of this i've fumbled my way through <laughs> but <laughs> um uh you know i think once or twice i've worked out my costs of goods like i'm, I'm terrible when it comes to that i'm getting better but what I did do right, and, and I guess there's different models of doing this. So some people really um, let they you know go and search for um, profitable products on Amazon, and they do all their searching. I've really let the customer drive what my next products have been. Yep. And so it really came from the customers. Like, uh, what about this? Or what about this thing? Can you can you design this? Can you design that? And then if I get enough interest for it, then I bring it out. And because of my knowledge. Um, yeah. It, it's really made a huge difference. So my, my products are so unique and it would make it would be very hard for anyone to really copy my products because they don't know my knowledge, the, mm. the secrets that go into making those products really great. And yeah. um, so there's been lots of attempts on copying my products, but um, 
there, <laughs> but uh, no one's really succeeded. And um, and then um, yeah, so so I I would also like stress that when you're when you're creating, particularly if you're creating a brand, you're really married to that brand to the customer. Yeah. And um, I had that very um, quite dialed in very early on. I learned that who my customer was, which is a, a unique um, area that's not really being serviced and servicing them and all my messaging and all my products mm. and everything really service that type of customer. So who are your customers? I'm assuming they're professional makeup artists. Is that right? No, no, no. no. Um, really are busy women. So like, uh, um, you know, it's funny because, you know, if, if I'm meeting someone, I say, I've got a makeup brand. Like, oh, my daughter would love, you know, my daughter would love that. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, <laughs> um, so there's like, there's makeup products that service, um, you know, 18 year olds who have four hours yeah, to do yeah. their makeup and, you know, want to use 150 different products. I'm That's not servicing that. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not servicing that. Um, that's not my customer at all. Um, my customer is more professional, busy mums, entrepreneurs, yep. um, professional women. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. What about mm. things like patents then? Because, you know, it sounds like your products are very uh, unique and mm -hmm. hard to copy. Have you worried about intellectual property protection or anything like that or no? Yeah, and I've, I've done a fair bit of research along those lines. Um, you, to, to properly patent something, you have to have it pretty much done before you release it. Uh, it can cost many, many thousands of dollars. You don't know if the product's even going to be a winner. Um, and also, there, you know, you can't, there are certain rules with regarding um, patent, like certain things can't be, uh, like, say, the creation, the way it's produced has to be so unique. Mm. Um, so it just didn't really, it wasn't going to work to do that. We, I'm, I'm working on a new product uh, with my Chinese friend i suppose linda who i've been dying to get on the podcast ever since i started recording this podcast because she's an amazing woman an incredible um sourcing person as well as uh, an inventor and a creator but um what we did for our latest product idea that we'll be launching i'm hoping around feb as a crowdfunding project to begin with before we jump on amazon and the rest of it um we actually got the patent set up in china where we're oh, making it. Wow. and so she was saying that Ah. It's a lot easier to just get a patent in China um, rather than getting patents in every single country all around the world. Mm. A lot less expensive. It costs us 550 bucks or something. So if we see a copy of our product somewhere else, we can stop that product leaving China, basically at the port. Wow. Customers will seize it, destroy right. it, and probably fine, and then we can take, take the, the offenders to court. So maybe... That's an option, but of course you're not sourcing it to China. But it is just something that I thought I'll just bring it up as a as a hot tip, just hot off the presses. Sure. Um, yeah, that's very smart. It seems to be pretty smart to me. I don't know whether it'll work yet. I hope it doesn't. We don't get to that, but uh, we'll see. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> so, what about so these new products then that you're launching? How are you launching those these new products when they come to market on Amazon? Um, um, so once again, again, my model. Hmm. Say that again. Do you need to do anything about a launch or do you just, just put them up and tell you, do you have an email sure. list that you blast out? Or? Sure. Well, what I do, once again, I, I haven't followed the model that most people are following because um, it just didn't work for me. So I, um, I pulled back and I completely did a very unique way, way I guess. Yeah. And right. so what I now do 
is I source my own customers on, on Facebook and yeah. I learned Facebook advertising. Once again, that was a whole huge thing. I had to learn messaging and how that worked. Uh, and um, that's been huge. But basically I do Facebook advertising and then I have a website and customers uh, do a whole lot of research on my website. And then obviously the USA customers prefer to buy from Amazon generally. Sure. So they'll bounce sure. off my website and buy on Amazon. So my, I've probably got 80% um, of my sales are coming from US market, maybe more. And then, um, so it, while most of my sales are actually on Amazon, I have sourced them from, um, it really Facebook advertising changed, changed yep. everything. And um, yeah, yeah. Because that, that sounds like a really clever strategy because then you've got, okay, so you're sourcing of you're advertising on Facebook and then they're yes. going to your website. Yes. And then they're going from your website. So they're now external traffic from your yes. website going to your listings on Amazon. Yes. Amazon would love that, wouldn't it? That's how rhythm it just began. You're sending external traffic to us, giving us new customers. Um, Absolutely. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. and, and that really completely changed the game for me because also yeah. I can capture them as a lead and, um, yes. and uh, they can sign email. up, email, and it's, yeah, completely changed the game um, for me. And that... Yeah. So this email list then, how big is it? How many people are on it now? Uh, it's a few thousand. Yeah, it's a few thousand. Know. I think this, yeah, it's growing. So I, it might be, it's not It's not huge, but I think I'm up to, getting up to close to 5,000. That's a massive. And, right. And, and I have it's, really, it's high quality. I, yeah. I, what I do, um, another thing with my Facebook ads, which was a strategy I learned, um, was I, I, don't um, I really filter out the kind of traffic that is landing on my website? So <laughs> okay. you might like this. Um, so basically, I have quite long copy on my Facebook ads. Yes. And anyone, and I, I really go into the story and the why, and I really explain mm -hmm. um, why you would basically be investing um, money in mm -hmm. high quality in this high quality products. It gives women a lot of an, an epiphany. Anyone who is after a cheap and nasty product is not going to click on my link. They're no, just not, no. which is great. It really filters out. So the, the the people that are filtering, that are clicking on my ads are already really highly Very, qualified. Yeah. Then yep. then on my website, I can, I've can i got a few videos and things and mm -hmm. they learn more. Um, they might, might join my list. And um, um, there was something I was going to say there. What was it? But basically, they are so filtered. They're so filtered. So then, oh, so then the conversion rate on my website is really high conversion rate because they're mm. they're they're already by the time they've landed, they're fully interested and they're yeah. pretty yeah. much fully sold. So even without them bouncing to Amazon, I've I get unheard of conversion rates on my website, yeah. which That's is then great for Google for um, Google SEO and all those sorts of things. Um, yeah. You get yeah. then it's like ranked quite high, and yeah. then um, so my website sometimes is getting like eleven percent conversion rate, which is, is unheard massive. of. That is unheard <laughs> of. So when it, when I'm doing really badly, it's like hovering around three point two if I'm like having a really bad time. Mm -hmm. uh, as much as eleven, and then and that's not including the ones that are going and buying from Amazon. So if you took that into account, it's yeah, probably yeah, somewhere yeah. from like twenty percent. So it's that's a bit crazy. of a unique thing that I just sort of stumbled upon from um, 
all the other strategies that was that was working for all the spreadsheet yeah. people. Um, that <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that works that works really well for me. Is it just Facebook? Do you jump on Insta and do all that stuff too, or TikTok, and maybe even do videos? It just seems like you, because you're a makeup artist, professional one, um, that you'd be able to sort of stand up in front of a camera and say, "This is how you use the brush in your face, or your lips, or whatever you use the brush for." I'm sorry. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. and it works really well. And that's another tip I would give: is that when you're, um, I really noticed, and I'm, I'm now hearing experts say this, but when I would. Uh, have videos or a lot of engagement on um, my organic sources, like things like Instagram videos and what have you, that yeah. the Facebook ads seem to work so much more. Better. I don't know why. I don't know if Facebook just favours that or what happens. Mm. But, yeah, definitely that helps. I don't do enough of it. Um, uh, it's more time-consuming, but I'm getting faster yes. at editing and filming and, you know, being being a makeup video, it has to kind of be quite high-end I can't jump on and use a filter like other people can <laughs> um so so it has to be you know really I have to set up everything quite well in the lights and what yeah. but yeah, yeah. absolutely you almost, that need a, almost need a studio don't you yeah I'm actually I'm halfway through building one <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. sometimes I cheat a little bit when I'm doing videos uh where I've got like an app I can't remember what it's called it's like transcribe or something or no teleprompter oh. pro it's called and you can oh, yeah. kind of write the script and then it'll just kind of next to where the camera is on your phone, it'll just have a little scrolling kind of text as you can just read it. And it makes it nice. look as though you're having a seamless chat to the camera. So nice. that's a tip as well. <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Um, yeah, that's cool. So uh, what and TikTok, no, not at this stage or? Uh, yeah, I do a bit on that. I haven't I haven't really gone um as you know, as big as I can, yeah. Um, but mm. I, what I've got, I have actually really just in recent months, I've put together um, a really great strategy for um, for my content, and I, um, yeah, it's being streamlined more and more and more all the time. I will yeah. say, and the, related to that, but also not in the early days. Um, so I didn't really go full time into this. I would consider myself full time now. I do do makeup still, but um, when the world lockdowns hit. Yeah. I had two years of um, booked makeup work, booked TV work, just cancel in one day. And yeah. I, I was set to have like the busiest couple of years of my life. And that's really saying something because I've always worked, you know, 16 hour days and things. And um, so um, so then I, that's when I really went big time in the products and I didn't have I didn't have much capital. I it, it was like. <laughs> was not at all ready because all this time had really just been a sideline and yeah. I was always like, oh, I'm going to grow it one day. It's going to be my retirement, you know, I'm going to grow it one day, I'm going to grow it. And so the it was like one of the, the few silver linings. One of the few <laughs> silver linings <laughs> was um, uh, this, um, you know, this thing that I went all in on the business when, mm -hmm. when I wasn't ready at all. And... Um, but then, of course, like I was used to makeup work where I'm, you know, have to be somewhere at 4 a.m. I've got this person, this person, this person. We have to have that lunchtime is this and I'm busy, busy, busy. And my time is so allocated. So now I'm suddenly just like, oh, yeah. what do I do I with my time? Yeah. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Like, okay, I've got, you know, 18 hours. What on earth do I do with it? And I was finding that I would work on this and then I work on that and shiny object syndrome and working on this. And people say, oh, this is a great tactic. So it was all over the place. And um, it's taken me all this time, really, to um, 
really get systems in, really get procedures. And I would advise anyone, as soon as you can, get your um, standard operating procedures, get all your basic stuff done first. Like I would, um, you know, go on some, you know, oh, there's a, a contest and you can run a challenge and you can do this and you can, you know, all these different things that to try and get leads. But meanwhile, the basic content, like all the basic photos, all the basic evergreen, evergreen social media, um, you know, instead of going into like, a, say, a Black Friday or a Christmas, um, you know, uh, all the graphics and things, yeah. get all your basic evergreen stuff that you can use all through the year because all this is, in, is resources that get taken up. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, yeah, so, you know, you can spend 20 hours creating a Christmas image or you can spend 20 hours creating a, um, an evergreen image that you use 50 yeah, times throughout mm -hmm. the year yeah um so back to the content thing yeah so what i do is i i might make um a little video that i use on instagram and then i will adjust the title page the title image for tiktok and then i will adjust it for youtube shorts mm -hmm. and um getting really good at um, maximizing the the resources to yeah. be used everywhere uh, yeah and then oh, I can put cool. it on my blog and I can put it on my website it's tips and it's evergreen it's not something that um, is you know useless the next day it's yeah that's great um, so what are your plans for the future then obviously you've got your content that you'll be producing in the next you know 12 months um, uh, mm -hmm. In terms of, like, do you have any exit plans to sell this business at one day, or you're really happy just to hang on to it for the time being? Yeah, I'm definitely happy to hang on to it. I have uh, another related brand that I'm in the process of um, putting together, and I do want to exit that one. And it has a, it's a similar but slightly different customer. And um, so that's that. And also, yeah, just really um, establish all the systems and more and more products and um, streamlining things like, uh, say, shipping and where I warehouse things and um, yeah. just really making the costs and things a lot more efficient. And, um, yeah, that's probably the short version of the future plans. So, operational <laughs> focus. Operational focus, I think, sounds like. Yeah, that's content. right. Yeah, operational yeah, yeah, yeah. content. That's, yeah. that's, that's really good. Yeah, Have you got no, any last tips? And tricks for anybody that um, is thinking about getting started on Amazon or is even selling today? Right, well, yes. Sort of, oh, yeah. you do? Good. Yes, I do. Um, mm -hmm. I would okay. say, um, you know, obviously we're constantly learning. There is so much to learn in this business. I would say okay. definitely take learn as much as you can, but really do what makes sense for your business. Um, you know, really don't just do it because an expert says it, uh, it works and they, they made millions of dollars off a particular tactic. It, because it worked for them doesn't at all mean that it will work for your business. So really evaluate what's right for your customer. For instance, my customer is a high-end customer. They're not going to buy into a competition to win something. They're too no. busy. They're not interested. They've got, you know, the funds to order a quality product. So really, you know, really work out what's best for your customer and your um, product and yeah, audience. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's great. I would also, like, really focus on servicing that customer because when the customer has a really great experience with your product, then the product wins you know like you don't have to be a spreadsheet person i'm you know <laughs> proof of that um yeah. to make the product win 
and uh, choose something that you don't mind being married to because you are really married to this product. You're married to all the details around it. Um, yeah. That's if you're, you know, it's different if you're more of a general store and you're sourcing kind of more commodities, then, of course, yeah. you can yeah. use products that you're not going to be married to. Um, and um, I would say if, you know, if you're new, just run at the target. Like I know it's so cliche that, you know, you've got to fail forward and all this stuff. I hate those cliches. But <laughs> at the same time, it's so true. The sooner you just run at it and you learn so much and it strengthens. It's like it really gives you foundations in business. Yeah. And when like I had a, I had a major hiccup ha- happen this year and, uh, and uh, people around me are like, oh, no, poor you. But I'm like, but it, thankfully it happened now than when I'm doing multi-millions of, you know, it would have put me yeah. out of business if it, ha- if it happened then. So the sooner you do have these um, failures and adventures and obstacles, the, the more you get your systems in and really learn. And, um, yeah, and um, really like the branding of photography should represent what, you know, if you've got a really inexpensive brand, well, then the branding and photography should be still professional, but represent that. If you, you know, yeah. just really represent what you're selling so the customer really gets um, the experience that they're expecting. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, great tips there for, for everybody. Uh, the pandemic's over now. Have you gone back to, you know, back into make, being a makeup artist? Yeah, so I do, I do, but not to the degree that I was before. I'm really mm. happy with what I've got now. Now the the really nice balance. Yeah, so I mean, when I was at, at four a.m. or anything crazy, it sounds not sounds not bad. too much. No, yeah, I was sort of getting just a handful of hours of sleep a night for yeah. years and years and years. Yeah, oh um, yeah. So it's really nice. Really sounds nice, like yeah. breakfast TV. Who was the most famous person that you did some makeup for? Yeah. Uh, well, some I can't mention, but um, probably the most famous ones are like some Hollywood stars like New- Libby Newton-John, um, Russell yeah. Crowe, um, uh, Jennifer Beale. Uh, I got to meet Matt Damon. I didn't make him up. Uh, I was booked <laughs> for his hair. Um, yes. Jack Black. Um, wow. Rush. Uh, yeah, quite a few of those. And then lots of local talent as well. So I'm like this longest yes. running makeup artist on Real Housewives of Melbourne. Uh, I've done like the <laughs> longest running um, makeup artist on um, the international runway that we have here in Melbourne. And yeah, um, which, yeah so yes, yeah, it's, it's been amazing, incredible ride, incredible. <laughs> what a great, what a great yeah. way to finish the finish the show. Um, Jacqueline, thank you so much <laughs> for coming on. It's been wonderful yeah. to have a chat with you and hear your story. And I'm grateful to you for sharing it with us. Oh, great. Thanks so much for having me on. It's been fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Until next time. Awesome. Thank you. Links and show notes for this episode can be found over at theaustralianseller.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or your favorite podcast platform. Sign up to my email over at theaustralianseller.com and I'll send you a note each time I publish a new podcast episode. Thanks so much again for listening.